0: to Becoming Soul. It is Entertainment Talks Podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you doing
1: today? I'm very well, thanks.
0: Good, good. Uh, so we're here today to talk about Season 4, Episode 2, which was called Breathe. Uh, what did you think of this episode?
1: Um, I liked it. Again, they're not pushing things like forward quite as fast as maybe I'd like, but... Um... I, I did enjoy it uh i would have liked to have seen a little bit more of jimmy this episode it it felt a little bit light on him in places i mean yeah. there were some great scenes but it did it did feel a little bit light on on that because they're sort of following <clears throat> you've got them following the sort of jimmy storyline the mike storyline and the cartel stuff and i think I felt they spent a little bit more on the cartel stuff and maybe i would have liked to have seen a little bit more around jimmy but i don't know i mean i generally i i liked it though I i
0: agree in the way i think it was more like equal screen time wise and i've seen a couple of people say um mainly over last season and this season that like it's a bit too much gus and mike um like f- that that's that i started to see that comment uh the start of last season and into this season um and i, I agree to a certain point and it's interesting for them to try and balance like okay it's called better call soul it's about jimmy becoming soul and everything uh which mm-hmm. is also the name of the podcast um yes and uh but you still do have the two major characters, or, or three, I guess, which is Kim, although she's kind of tied into Jimmy's stuff at the moment. And then you have Gus with the cartel, which you have to set up and do stuff with. And then you've got Mike, who's, like, doing his thing as well. So, um, I think sometimes it can get a little unbalanced, but I think, um, when I look at certain shows, uh, or when I look at TV and think of shows, um, and balancing characters, uh... I think it's good that they're at least still doing that with the major important characters. Even though, yes, the focus is slipping slightly away from Jimmy, which you still do see him. He still does stuff. It's still his show. Um, Mm. But at least it's not like being wasted on side characters. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I I do agree with that, but I still don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So, um, you've got... uh, it's very interesting as being being a person that's uh, looking for work and stuff and involved in that whole saga. Um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting seeing Jimmy in that uh, situation because uh, I can relate a lot, especially even with like recently in the last couple of years and stuff, like going to interviews and uh, the whole resume, CV kind of thing. Um, it's interesting because I was speaking to my uh, work coach this week and we were we're trying to um, not fix a bad CV, but basically trying to make my CV better. Um, Yeah, because she said to me, like, your CV is pretty good, but it could be even better. Um, And uh, so I'm actually in the process of doing that right now. And it's interesting to see Jimmy go to work and stuff. And like, things, depending on who you talk to, the discussion around interviews and CVs can be very, very different at Trust me. um It's interesting <laughs> whenever, like, over the couple of years, last couple of years, when I've talked to different work coaches, and they've said like, no, your CV should be laid out like this. And I've had my CV changed like six, seven, eight times just because of different work coaches have said like, oh no, this is better and this is better. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's like that's just their preferred way of format. Um, yeah. Some of that stuff can just be like, okay, some of this, like, you have to hold it to a certain high standard and stuff. Um, but sometimes you look at things and think, like, okay, this is a bit absurd. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was just interesting to be able to relate to, to Jimmy on that on that level. Um, and then especially with the whole interview thing, which is, you know, because he's not doing his CV necessarily in this episode. Um, but with him going to interviews and stuff and uh, just the whole sort of putting on a face thing that comes with that. Um, it was very interesting to see Jimmy do that. And, um there's, yeah. a, there's a couple of questions around like so he gets up really really early they don't establish which what time it is but kim uh is like woken up quite early by him and he says that he's got like he wants to spend like the whole day doing interviews and stuff he yeah. does the one and then he like goes off and we don't really see him the rest of the day so and they say just wanted to, sh- to show us one interview and leave the rest off screen i don't know um yeah so we'll see uh but no it was interesting to to watch jimmy do stuff that i've done in the last couple of years so uh, yeah that was kind of cool um yeah don't want to talk too much about some of the other stuff because we've got it in notes here as well of course uh all right that's so i think that's it for this little pre-talk um now i'm going to tell you about today's sponsor how to get your ad free podcast and uh do a bit of housekeeping so i'll see you in a minute And as always, thank you for listening. Okay, so that was today's sponsor on how to get your ad-free podcast. Uh, I just want to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Um, I, I didn't bring it up too much in uh, the last episode, but because um, I'm going to tie this into something I'm about to talk about. Because uh, on this week's gaming podcast, we're going to be talking about Ninja Theory um, and just how they continue to be um, an amazing influence on the game industry and stuff. Um, and with their most recent game being uh, Hellblade, which touches on mental uh, illness and uh, mental health and suicide and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really mention it in the last episode of, of Better Call Saul because because um, I felt like it had already been done, but we we do acknowledge the whole like suicide and Chuck side of things. Uh, and of course we take that very seriously and everything. Um, of course mental health touches me as well myself uh so it's, it's we didn't like breeze past it necessarily i just felt as the scene had already happened and they were dealing with the aftermath aftermath i didn't really bring it up that much um how, how do you feel about that side of things at the moment
1: uh what on the on the show or uh, just, yeah to do with um chuck yeah yeah i know um yeah, I mean, it was interesting how they sort of handled that. I was trying to remember back to, to see uh, whether they. Uh, did, I can't, I'm trying, can't remember. Do we actually know whether he did actually kill himself? I can't remember. I mean, we know we we saw him sort of disintegrate, but I can't remember. Did we actually see him actively kill himself at the end of that? Or I mean,
0: I. Because it seems like Howard and Kim, and we'll get onto them in a little bit. They came to like mixed conclusions on that, because um, Kim was a bit sort of rejecting of that idea. Um But he did kick the lantern off of his desk. So uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I, I'm not sure. I mean, it. I, but I mean, the the whole sort of light sensor, the, the, the electromagnetic sensitivity thing, I thought was quite an interesting uh the, the hypersensitivity thing was an interesting thing to sort of bring up as a uh as a sort of illness condition or a mental illness condition which it clearly was in yeah. his case uh you know i thought that was that was quite intriguing um and i i mean I, it, it's also quite interesting to see it with somebody who is incredibly wealthy as as well right and uh, which I, I thought was, was kind of different because quite often, you know, that's not portrayed as such, mm. you know. Uh, so, somebody sort of that is incredibly wealthy being brought down by mental illness is, is kind of interest. It was kind of interesting to, right. to see as well on how that and how the people around him treat him. I thought because there,
0: there is the whole conversation around, like, uh, I, I mean, I've outright heard some people say, like, oh, if you gave a person with depression loads of money they would be fine which is yeah which is actually crap yeah, yeah yeah uh so so yeah i just wanted to touch on that because we're also going to be talking about um ninja theory and hellblade later this week so i just wanted to sort of tie it in with the whole chuck thing um and okay bring it up from last week uh but anyway yeah we'll be, we're going to be talking about that um on saturday that's when the gaming talk is going to be happening this week uh as well as a bunch of uh other stuff as well um speaking of video game video games and stuff like that um I did my first ever full playthrough of a Telltale game. Um, episode 1 of the final season, so the premiere season uh, for Telltale's The Walking Dead, came out this Tuesday, August 14th. Um, was it Monday? Yeah, Monday. No, Tuesday, August 14th. Um, so the first episode's available for everyone now. Um, as as of about half an hour ago or so, um, Telltale actually released the whole schedule for the season. I don't think they've ever done yeah. that before. Uh, so we're I'm gonna No, go, I don't think yeah, they have. Because um, usually it's like every 4 to 8 weeks or so or something and they just kind of when we get like, round to it yeah, yeah yeah uh but no they released the whole schedule today um so we're going to be talking about that probably on Saturday as well uh but if you're curious about the first episode obviously there'll be spoilers if you watch the let's play uh cuz it's the premiere for the final season um but I did that in its entirety. um it was a lot of fun it was really cool uh, and it was great to be back in uh, Clementine's world so um that was pretty cool as well Um, Classic reviews, something I enjoyed this week. (laughs) Um, Played uh, Canis Canem Edit or Bully. uh, There's two different versions of the game. Basically there's the original PlayStation 2 version which is called Canis Canem Edit. Uh, Some people called it Bully at the time because that's kind of what you play depending on how you look at Jimmy. But then later they did a uh, Xbox 360 version, which was called Bully the Scholarship Edition. Uh, I reviewed the PlayStation 2 version, which was ported to PlayStation 4. So technically I played it on PlayStation 4. Uh, But that's this week's classic review. Uh, I did play it a little while ago, but um, it, it was pretty fun. So I enjoyed this week's classic review. So have a look out for that. Um... What else is going on? Better Call Soul or Becoming Saul? Uh Thank you for listening to that. Uh, tomorrow, hopefully, I'm going to see um, Teen Titans, the animated the, the animated ah, fam- yes. <laughs> um, family-friendly version of the Titans because, of course, there's the Titans DC show, which is uh, much more very adult. Much, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. not very family-friendly. That right. one. Yeah. Is there an old um, TV series of the Teen Titans?
1: Uh, you, yes, there has been TV cartoon series okay. of the titans yes cool uh so if you want to watch the titans
0: in a family setting uh the series or the film is a good idea not the titan series that's coming up um that's uh very much adult but no, hopefully i'm gonna see the uh teen titans it's called teen titans go uh film tomorrow hopefully i'll have a review of that uh and that should be quite fun as well um and then yes saturday gaming talk uh that should be some fun when we talk about some of the other stuff um yeah i think that's everything for entertainment talk Dot org. Um, all right, let's go on to the uh, the cold open, the, the pre-scene, whatever whatever you want to call it. Uh, Gus is told that Hector is receiving great care and basically should be okay. But Gus says that he is the one in charge. Nacho and the cousins also get to meet Hector and tell him everything is okay with the Salamanca. Um, that was an interesting little bit where, like, everyone kind of goes silent and they're looking at Hector and then the guys go speak. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, uh, they, they've... They've always had a, this whole cartel, not just the cousins. They've ha- always had a weird way of communicating where, like... Yeah. They're, they're in a bit of a, like, obviously serious situation. Hector is in a coma. God knows what his reaction's going to be like when he when he wakes up. Uh, of course, we kind of know because he has the bell and everything in, in Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. So, so I'm guessing this is the thing that does him in because he's in the, mm. the coma and stuff now, so i don't imagine i don't imagine he recovers here and something else happens i imagine that this is i the wouldn't have that, thought so yeah, no especially as we're in season four we're over halfway through this series um mm. i imagine that this is the answer to that so that's that's
1: pretty interesting yeah um so so what did you think of the the hospital scene specifically yeah, no, I I rather like that that scene uh, as well. I thought that was that was kind of interesting. I also like the the bit where the they uh, the there's a bit sort of hospital scene later on where the um uh, the the other doctor gets brought in and uh, you know he, she's sort of going this is this is this uh, this is other doctor. She's going to be kind of and she's like going I I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And he's like, no, no, I take over. <laughs> and so that was lovely i thought it was really funny um yeah and the and the stuff with the the uh, cousins I, I thought was great with the kind of go yeah the the whole sort of speak thing and um yeah uh gus and, and, uh gus was quite interesting as well because wasn't it this where they where he sort of goes out to the car afterwards and uh the sort of the doctor i think it's it's barry goodman the the doctor who's basically going isn't this what he deserves and gus very sternly kind of goes i decide what he deserves mm. no one else <laughs> which yeah you know, I, I i thought it was great as well i thought it was really good yeah I, so I, I love um, short, yeah um, i mean sorry go ahead I was just gonna say yeah i mean i think you're right um uh, you know he goes i i can't imagine that he he kind of comes round from this unless unless he sort of starts to recover and Gus, like you know pushes him back down again somehow it, maybe but uh, yeah. yeah i i can't imagine that he's gonna particularly recover from this and i you know it, it, this is the thing that leads to him using the bell in in breaking bad mm-hmm.
0: i'd find it depending on what they would decide to do if he recovered from this I'd find it a little bit unrealistic so yeah if they just start to this is what happens to him and they settled on that then cool that's like you know what I kind of expect um I do really like the shot of um I can't remember who it was that looked out the window but somebody looked out the window and then there's a there's this shot of uh I think it's Gus standing next to his um his car and he's like this shadowy figure um I thought that was really, right. I thought
1: that was really, really cool. Do you, Do you remember that bit? Uh, I can't can't say that that shot particularly comes okay. to mind. But y- yes, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, very kind of "I'm
0: in charge" villainous sort of shot, um, and with like Hector being down and Gus now rising up, it was uh, it was very, very cool to see. So yeah, uh, yeah, really good stuff with Gus and, and everybody. everybody. Um, it must be it must be kind of awkward, like. You walk in the room as the doctor, yeah, and you see was it six six guys standing up, five six maybe, yeah, and you see these like yeah. you see these well dressed guys, and you you'd probably make some kind of assumption about them, like oh maybe they're part of something, or maybe they're literally just this guy's family, but like. You'd feel a bit intimidated, at least. Like these are th- these look like guys that you don't want to let down. And if you were to say something like, "Oh, he's not recovering well" or something like that, and you look at these yeah. guys and you say that to them, I think you'd feel a bit. You feel really nervous. Uh, so yeah, that yes. kind of. Yes. Be I think that's little, fair. Uh, Nerve wracking. Um. Like, yeah. Like you don't have to know they're part of a cartel with the Salamanca. You just have to look at them as like intimidating guys. I think that would be a. Kind of scary. Um, so yeah, that's your little uh, pre-scene. R- really good stuff. Uh, going yeah. back to the job stuff that's higher uh, related to earlier. Jimmy is determined to find a job uh, and has been looking for a uh, management level uh, position. Um, Kim advises him to take some time and not place too much pressure on himself. Jimmy interviews for a copier salesman position. The owner seems, uh, dismissive of Jimmy after seeing his past, uh, lawyer history. But, um, tells Jimmy that they will consider it. Jimmy is about to leave, but then returns to give, um, the owners his, uh, hustle sort of speech. Uh, selling them on his past history with much, um, bravado. The owners uh, decide to hire him on the spot, but Jimmy, um, upset that they took his con so easily, refuses to accept the position and continues looking for another job. Uh, and then he he le- he makes a call, says I'll be there in twenty minutes, and uh, leaves in a um, pretty badly shaped car. Not shaped, yes. it's in pretty bad shape. Um, yeah, well, it's like damaged or whatever. Um, yeah, pretty pretty funny to see. Like, obviously, I'm you know. Yeah. My employment history is different to Jimmy's. I'm not I w I'm not going for like managerial positions and stuff like that, whereas uh, he is. Um what, what did you think of this of the scene?
1: Um Yeah, no, I I uh I rather liked it. I thought uh I thought it was I the the whole sort of hiring scene I thought was, was kind of interesting and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah it's interesting him like going back in there and giving this massive speech and
1: yeah like i I thought i thought the big speech of him going back in was so brilliantly done um yeah you know uh the the whole sort of photocopy of being the beating heart of the office like thing i that i thought was beautiful Mm -hmm. you know and really interesting um when he when he sort of goes back in and then sort of says uh and then you get this kind of uh um him going I, I you know what are you 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 fell for this what are you doing why are you hiring me don't be such idiots sort of thing and i i i, I couldn't quite figure out why he decided to turn that that job down, and and then, you know, at that point, I wasn't sort of, I didn't know what the purpose of turning it down was. Do you, do you think
0: with the whole Chuck thing, and, like, losing somebody, he's, like, starting to feel guilty about these cons and stuff, and, like, he looks at how he's just kind of manipulated these guys, and it's just rejecting it? Because we we don't yeah. we don't see what he does at his other interviews, um, and like what kind of happens after. Uh, obviously, he doesn't get well. Y- yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you know. Well, I mean, he was offered this job, and then sort of, you know, When he gets home, you hear him sort of say, "Oh, yeah, it didn't feel like a right fit." Yeah. And I, I yeah, it, it's still slightly puzzled me why he decided to turn that down maybe you just thought this isn't a good fit for me because these guys would be such easy marks that i you know i i wouldn't be able to stop myself from like screwing them over or i don't i i just i wasn't quite sure what his reasoning was at that Mm -hmm. point um so when he first went into the uh
0: into this place and you saw kind of not overhead shot but it was slightly further up shot um and you saw these photo photocopiers and stuff hanging around it reminded me of the scene in uh, i think it was season 3 when uh, he's trying to manipulate that uh, address thing that he had on that sheet yeah, of paper yeah, yeah. Yeah. and he's going in there and that's when Chuck had like his massive accident from all the the noise and lights and stuff I wonder yeah. Jimmy didn't say this specifically but I wonder if it's tying in with the whole photocopier Chuck's death kind of thing but maybe, maybe he's got this like feeling about that but Well we he, well he, he, yes he didn't or, say that in the episode though so
1: I'm or not it's sure. something to do with the yeah the humble figurines that he notices on the way out uh, or, or you know on the that are on the the wall he points out you know uh he points out the hummel figurines and i suspect it may, you know he then makes a call to mike later about saying i've got a job for you and i i you know i i'm wondering whether there's a whether that's a connection there because you also see him looking him up as looking them up as well so i'm wondering if that's the reason why he decided not to take the job because he wanted to go and rip them off instead
0: maybe it, it could be a re- it could be to do with that and some, some stuff to do with Chuck. So, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, good, good scene anyway. I, I quite enjoyed that. Uh, Howard has Kim come by the office. Uh, HHM offices. Um, as he is closing out Chuck's estate with Rebecca. Um, Chuck's ex-wife. Howard informs Kim of what Chuck's uh, will left for Jimmy. Including um a pittance of his inheritance uh the offer to sit um on a board of uh a scholarship in chuck's name and chuck's uh last letter to jimmy which uh i think she filed away later we we, we didn't see her give it to jimmy so no uh when rebecca leaves kim furiously uh howard um of showing no care for what jimmy is feeling Uh, and even when Howard attempts to offer, uh, to make things better, Kim shuts him down and walks out. Uh, let's stop there, because otherwise it goes to the, the, uh, the bit with Jimmy afterwards. Um, another good scene, um,
1: what do you think might be in this letter to, to Jimmy? Oh, I, it's not going to be anything good, is it? I mean, no, I, I, I'm very surprised not. that we didn't get a scene of Kim actually, like, you know, steaming it open to, to actually have a look and see whether it's safe to give to Jimmy. Um, I, I, I'm surprised she didn't sort of, you know, we haven't seen her try and do that. Uh, I have to say, the scene uh, with her and Howard was she was phenomenal oh, in yeah. that yeah i thought that, that was superb that was really good that scene mm-hmm. um when she's sort of really laying into him i i just thought that was absolutely fantastic and sort of shows how much she cares about him and and uh you know how much you see how much kim is protective of jimmy and mm. Yeah, you know, so I, I thought that was that was really good, that scene. Uh, I am surprised that, you know, I, I did wonder whether she'd take it home and sort of steam it open just so she could see what he actually said just out of curiosity and to see whether it, it would actually be safe to give it to him. But at this point, she probably wouldn't, just wouldn't want to put that on Jimmy, you know, and send him spiraling off down some sort of path about Chuck again. Right. Yeah. um, Yeah, I agree. Um, I think she'll probably bring it
0: up with him later, and then say to Jimmy like, "I wasn't sure when to give this to you, and your brother like, just died. Um, Whether it's been probably was it been like a couple of days, maybe a day or so. Um, So like, probably too soon for him to open it now, or for her to even talk to him about it. Um, I think the right thing for her to do is to do that, not open the letter. Um, But I think either way with jimmy and kim if she were to open it and say like okay this letter says some bad stuff about you from chuck like to give him some sort of warning i think he'd be okay with
1: that um yeah i i think i think he possibly would be but it's so difficult to tell um i mean i, I and i don't think it would do jimmy he necessarily any good seeing letter, which i think that's sort of kim's point because even if the letter sort of says, you know, I forgive you for everything, or I'm sorry for being a crap brother or, uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't see, I don't see anything that he could have put in writing that would have actually, you know, other than him saying, I'm sorry for being crap. And, and, you know, I loved and respected you, which he's never going to have put in that letter. I, I can't, (laughs) I, I, you know, I, I can't see what good, you know as as kim sort of says to howard you know is this going to be one last like you know kicking him from beyond the grave you know Mm. it's i i don't i don't see how anything good can come of it so i do wonder if we're going to get kim kind of opening it at some point just or or what's going to be worse is if jimmy finds it somewhere and finds kim hasn't told him about it i i think that would also be quite bad um because he may blame her for that i hopefully not but i don't know yeah i i don't see
0: too many um outcomes in this scenario where jimmy is really angry at kim because like she wants to protect him no matter what and i think he'll come because out of like everyone in this entire series and i'm including like breaking bad characters jimmy isn't one to get like annoyed so much um, no uh, if you think of like all, all the characters that we have so i think he's especially in this sense like with Kim and everything i don't i just don't see him getting that annoyed um the worst case scenario is like she doesn't or she does open the letter reads it puts it back and then like howard says something to Jimmy like like oh did you open that letter from Chuck and then he's like what kind of thing um
1: yeah but but i mean i i don't know whether he'd even want a letter from chuck you know, so mm. I, you know, he might be, he might be upset with him about the fact that you know she didn't even tell him about it, but and you know he's almost treating him like a child in that she doesn't trust him to have a, an adult reaction to it. Mm. But um, you know, so that might upset him. But but I, I also I think she's probably right. Is I don't see any good of co- coming from it. The problem is that it's out there now. You know, and you, I, I suspect it could be Chuck's last sort of final fuck you to Jimmy. <laughs> you know, and and that does nobody any good yeah, that's, that's still around. I so. think it's
0: most likely what it is. Yeah, it was like in the entire run of Better Call when was when was Chuck ever nice to Jimmy? Not never really. Yeah. So pretty much. Yeah. Um. But yes, that night when Jimmy returns home from job seeking. Kim considers giving uh, him Chuck's letter, uh, but instead holds off, holds off uh, as the two settle in, I guess, for the night. Um, we're about to watch a film as well. I thought that was kind yeah. of... I, I like those little meta-conversations. They don't m- really mean much, but those little conversations of like, oh, we can watch the extended... I think it was like the extended yes. version of Jaws with commercials or we can watch this without commercials. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that's... I, I like those little conversations, especially when like... Um pop culture stuff gets referenced um I'm yeah like, oh we could watch so no, it's quite or, sweet yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of cool um yeah good scene as well i was gonna say something but i forgot what it, what it was so <laughs> yeah uh oh yeah th- th- yeah it just popped back into my head um so in i know this is going back slightly a bit it's to do with the whole kim and jimmy situation so you've got, so you've got a scenario where Kim, like, has got her arm injured, she probably can do, like, little jobs, but, like, shouldn't go back to work yet, necessarily, um, and then you've got Jimmy, who's, like, you know, uh, suspended from, um, his lawyer stuff, and then he's, like, recently lost his brother, they're in, this, they're in this weird situation, and they discuss this as well, they're in this weird situation where, like, Neither of them really should go to work, but I guess the most able to is jimmy because like yeah he's not physically like injured or anything um what what do you think of that sort of scenario that they're in
1: um yeah I mean i it, it's it's one of those things that you always think about t v shows is where how the hell are they still kind of living given <laughs> yeah. that you know most people tend to live paycheck to paycheck but um so yeah, I mean I I think it's kind of interesting uh I it's I don't know. I mean Kim I think could could certainly work she she's supposed to be working from home although she is supposed to be, she works at home now cuz that's basically her office. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but they obviously need money coming in from somewhere. And you know, Jimmy probably shouldn't be working, but then he sort of he seems fine. So yeah. since since yeah. the Howard thing last week, I, yeah. I think he's
0: he's okay. So uh, yeah, but you never know; we might see like a massive breakdown scene next episode or something. We don't yeah, know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's their situation of like, okay, one of one of us is kind of working, but like we need more. So who's gonna do the extra bit? Uh, but uh, I guess it's it's kind of up to Jimmy, maybe. Um yeah. And then we go to the last paragraph for this. Uh, quite a big peace so we'll, we'll take it from there uh, gus learns yeah. of hector salamanca's condition after the stroke and uh that he will likely not recover from his coma uh without proper care uh, wanting to be the one um wanting to be the one that determines uh, the terms of hector's demise as uh, he's discussed before gus discreetly arranges to have uh, a skilled physician from uh john Hop- hopkins um to help with uh, hector's recovery the specialist who speaks uh, fluent spanish is able to inform hector's nephew nephews uh leonel and marco of the uh physical therapy to bring hector out from the coma nacho and uh, arturo uh, come to visit and are surprised to see that hector is getting uh, proper care and follow um yeah surprised to see him getting proper care and follow uh, Leonel and Marco's request to talk uh, to Hector. Later, Tyrus brings uh, Hector's current uh, medical charts to Gus. After reading them, uh, Gus has Tyrus arrange a drug trade with Nacho that night. Um, when when Arturo and Nacho arrive to take uh, possessions of the drugs, Gus kills Arturo by um, tying him up and putting a plastic bag over his head, basically, uh, and tells Nacho that he knows uh, what he has done to Hector. Uh, while the Salamancas are not yet aware. Blackmailing Nacho, uh Gus informs him from now on you are mine. Um there there's worse people that could say that to you. I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. Um but there's also nicer people that could say that to you as well.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Gus Gus is sort of I think Gus is more upset about the fact that Nacho got to hector before he did (laughs) you know yeah that you know that that seems to be he's you know from the conversations that he has he's like you know hector the people that i'm the person that decides how hector suffers basically is what he was saying earlier in the episode um and so i he's he's seemingly more upset about that so nachos i mean technically they're not on the wrong that they're kind of are both on the same side they don't want you know they don't want hector to be particularly uh the neither of them want hector to come out of this but i don't don't think particularly but gus wants him to suffer uh, rather a lot more which is fine because we kind of know that he does so yeah with the whole bell thing you know he's locked in eventually um so i think he's probably going to get his wish uh Nacho, I mean, you know, but Nacho's kind of trying to get out of the whole thing and you know, just kind of wants an easy life. So we'll see how this plays out for Nacho. Yeah.
0: There, there was a theory that uh, Aaron brought up on uh, this week's Bold Move podcast um, when he said that uh, what about if Nacho does the whole disappearing thing that uh, that uh, Sol sets up later? Maybe. Because remember he offered that to uh, Jesse at one point. Um, it's basically like, you know, new name, new passports, identity, and you, like, you leave the country, basically. Um, because yeah. there's got to be some reason he's not in Breaking Bad. Uh, I hope it isn't because he dies, uh, because I, I quite like Nacho as well. Um, I, I do think, and we've got an email that ties into this, um, I do think that even though Gus owns him, it's not the worst position he could be in, because, like, what about if, like, uh, Hector recovers and then he catches Nacho and says, I own you now. That's a worse person to to say that to you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and, and again, like you said, it's not all that bad necessarily because they both want the same thing. They both want Hector to suffer, possibly in different ways. We'll have to see if they... I imagine maybe they have a conversation about that next episode given that he knows and they're going to try and keep it a secret from the... Uh, Salamanca, um cartel mm. so um it's, it's an interesting position to put these two characters in though um what do you think of the whole uh tie-up thing that that guy that guy gets he gets like a
1: bat, yeah, what, bat the, over his head. Yeah, yeah yeah well i mean i i thought it was interesting that they had gus do that himself you know i mean gus was clearly the person. Uh, if you watch it Gus was actually the person that was doing the dirty work you know he wasn't leaving it up to one of his heavies to do it it was very much Gus that was that was the person putting the bag over the head and you know so he's it's interesting because he's definitely you know we quite often these these sort of kingpins don't get their hands dirty at all yeah you know and and I thought it was kind of interesting that uh that he did and shows that he's not afraid to step in there when he needs to so um yeah i thought that was that was kind of interesting um i not not the nicest way to go obviously but oh no it's horrible um yeah.
0: yeah it it is a little bit frightening how easy that is like you just tie this uh what, what do you call the little strap thing um the, the, yeah they're zip ties zip ties you put one of them up Granted, you have to get a person's hands equally level behind their back, and that's yeah. I mean, it's not as... that
1: easy to tie. Right. I'm sure it's not that easy to <laughs> tie somebody down. Yeah. I mean, not, I've not ever tried it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't imagine it's that easy. Yeah. And then you have to do med- the
0: same thing with their head afterwards, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I once I mean,
1: once they, once you can sit on them and stop them moving around, I guess it's probably easier, yeah. but uh, I guess Gus yeah. just
0: made it look easy, so yeah, he's it, like he's probably done it before, so <laughs> Yeah, um, it is interesting that you do see him get his hands dirty, like you say, and because uh, it just made me think about the uh, the infamous Breaking Bad scene where he kills that guy in front of Walter and Jesse, and then like casually cleans himself up and leaves. I'll, yeah, that, mm. that was quite a scene in Breaking Bad. So, yeah, he's not—he's certainly not a lazy villain. Um, no, plus the fact no. that like he never really gets caught for his whole undercover thing you know the the, the the nice guy at the chicken the nice manager at the chicken shop that all lost and yeah. uh who secretly runs a drug cartel like if you went in that that uh chicken shop you'd probably never guess it just like jimmy didn't in uh the the scene where they met so uh yeah kind of interesting um but but do you agree with the whole like like, like how much danger is nacho in or is this just I, like I a would... you're captured kind of thing
1: i i well i mean he's in danger he's in drug yeah no i mean yeah. he's nacho's in danger as as a it, it's difficult he's he is in danger if he doesn't play along you mm. know and having just got out of or from under the salamanca you know uh, cartel essentially and uh you know he sort of wants out you know he he did you saw him go to his father and sort of say to him you're you know you're free it's done you don't have to worry anymore and his dad says what about you and says i'm working on it so you sort of get the impression that he's trying to kind of find a way out of this whole thing and he's now found himself very much stuck because you know gus is not going to let him leave yeah yeah yeah, walk away given that he's a very useful informant essentially at this point for that bit of the cartel although i mean you know the salamanca side of things although the the cartel bosses still want them in control we know ultimately that gus is probably the guy that's going to end up taking control of everything so
0: I, i it would be a nice end to nacho's story if like this gets set up, they deal with the whole Hector thing and then like maybe maybe uh, Nacho does a, gu- a job for Gus and then maybe he does a disappearing thing and then he can just
1: kind of be set free in that way um, that would be kind of yeah, a, I mean, a, a that, nice that, end his story I, I think you're being overly optimistic in all honesty but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I mean I, I, I rather suspect that Nacho may end up being killed but um I mean, I am with you. It'd be interesting to see him alive. And it would also be kind of, you know, in one of the future black and white scenes, mm. it would be interesting to see him pop up uh, in that having been sort of disappeared by the same system that got rid of uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: we, we have so. an email that ties into that as well. Uh, speaking of emails, I well, that's the end of the episode. Uh, very, very good one. Um oh we did skip over the uh let's quickly read the Mike stuff I forgot to uh read that um Lydia arranges a meeting uh with Mike as to inquire about uh his security assessment of one of their warehouses after uh, stealing an employee's badge uh asserting the um that the arrangement was only meant to be uh on paper Yeah that insists that he will continue to serve uh as Madriel uh Electromotives uh security consultant on at the other seven warehouses they have in the Southwest uh as is as his FaceTime will uh eliminate any questions of where he was getting uh his paycheck, he's laundered money, which is one of the things he yeah. brings up. Lydia later contacts Gus and questions if Mike is reliable, uh but Gus assures um her about Mike's trust and uh should she want no further problems she should give Mike an employee badge. Um i thought of a phrase to uh to call mike's stories um it's kind of like quietly entertaining
1: yeah yeah no i mean i i love mike i yeah, think mike's yeah. a wonderful character and uh i the, that whole sequence uh last episode of mike in the warehouse i i thought was absolutely brilliant yeah. i really enjoyed I, I love
0: that when he does that kind of thing yeah
1: yeah and uh and i actually i'm very much with him at this point i i i actually think that he's quite right the fact that he he shows up at, at these warehouses every so often you know does a sort of sneak you know sneaks in does a, essentially a security audit and then leaves does does really back up his story And um, you know i i think it that makes perfect sense to me so uh yeah, you know, yes, I'd say give him an employee imagine and, and let him go to, go and do it. What I am not entirely sure what harm it does. And it might make the place a little bit more secure. So that's fine. I don't think it does actually put them at any extra risk. I can't I, you know, I I can't see any reason why it would. You know. And he's right, if somebody comes sniffing around, at least you know, they can say, Oh yeah, we had that security consultant in and there is a name to the yeah, you know, face to the name.
0: Yeah and I suppose like Lydia's kind of that character that's too worried about stuff and yeah yeah ...granted in this whole breaking bad better cost Saul world you can never be too cautious i suppose because otherwise you might die um but i i like Mike's thinking of the whole like hey if you're going to keep paying me and somebody might you know look at the payroll stuff some someone up in management might look at it and think like hey we haven't seen this guy for six, yeah. nine months or something, Uh it's good for him to, plus it, like, you get the sense that Mike's a bit of a bored character, or, or bored, yeah, bored person yeah, sometimes, exactly. um, so I guess he he himself doesn't mind going around um doing this stuff, and I guess in terms of the whole security check thing, it's almost like he, you know, he's doing a security check on a place that gives him this money, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um But, you know, Lydia's cautious, so, I mean, she's got a right to be, because... She lives in this universe, um, but I like the fact, that, uh, like her, her whole uh, talk with Gus and stuff. That was all quite cool. Um, but no, I I think Mike continues to be quietly entertaining. But that's what he's good at. So that's what he should do. Right. So yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Do, do you agree with that sort of
1: description? Yeah. Quietly no, I, I, yeah, I I think quietly entertaining is is perfectly fine with him. I, I no, I I really like Mike as a character, yeah. and, and and it has this sort of subplot thing running through it, and you know he's there to be called upon and i think you know i, I think it's it's quite nice that it adds a little kind of lighter stuff into the episodes which is good yeah and it kind of
0: every now and then it will weave into like lydia's stuff gus's stuff maybe a bit of jimmy's stuff so uh it's not like it's entirely on its own so you know um Yeah, that was pretty good as well. Uh, Alright, moving on to the emails for uh, this week. You can send yours into entertainmenttalkhotmail.com or entertainmenttalkuk at gmail.com. There's also Twitter at etalkuk. There's uh, the Facebook group and the Facebook page. And then there's also an email form on the website uh, which just needs your email and your comment. That will get sent to me as well and I can take it all and and read it. Uh, Bethany says, I think Nacho lives. Uh, She's as optimistic as me. (laughs) With with him uh, being under Gus's wing, uh, even if it is under duress, I see him as being in a good position. Uh, Who in the entire cartel of this lot would you uh, want to have in charge of you? Not the cousins, and certainly not Hector. Uh, Plus, take the positive that Hector will now have less control of Nacho being in a coma and having Gus on the rise. I think I uh, fully agree with all of that. How about you? I... Apart from yes. maybe the nacho stuff we don't know if he lives or not so
1: yeah i mean i i I think the thing with nacho is is nacho can survive if he plays the sort of good soldier but I rather suspect that he might not so i yeah i I don't know but yeah the rest of it I think it's fine but uh but yeah i'm i I have a suspicion that nacho will do something stupid to try and get himself out and end up getting himself killed mm. What about if he gets killed by um, Hank? Because then...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that would be interesting, To, to, yeah, the, yeah. to the audience, it would be a sucker punch of, like, Hank's a good guy. Sure, he's like, has to deal with water later, but he's part of the DEA and all that sort of stuff. But it would be, like, the audience being aware that a good guy is killing a good guy, but neither of them yeah. know that. Yeah. So that would be kind of a heartbreaking scenario. But, um... I mean if you look at this situation how much control has Hector got now he's in a coma he's in a hospital
1: <sighs> Well yeah but I mean very very little Yeah I, I... so uh you know I I think yeah I I, I think you yeah they, this clearly looks like it's the thing that's going to keep Hector down unless we find that that because it isn't isn't there a sort of thing later on in Break or in Breaking Bad where Gus is sort of saying, you know, he's the person that put him in that position to Hector. So I do maybe. wonder if maybe he starts to come round um out of this and maybe Gus ends up smothering him and you know he still doesn't die, but that's the <laughs> thing that pushes him back down again maybe maybe uh, yeah
0: there's still a lot of mystery behind this so um but I agree with yeah. most of what Bethany is saying uh Thomas says you both spoke last week of course about uh, Gene and the future story stuff uh how far would you like this to go in terms of it being a sequel to breaking bad uh I know you both love the show especially with how highly uh Matt holds it uh, what would you like to see yes i still claim that breaking bad's the best show of all time so that's that's yeah, just, well, uh, that's just my opinion. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the uncharted territory of of this show is the whole gene stuff because it's uh, the post Breaking Bad and like, how much of that do we want to do? We want it to connect to you know Breaking Bad and um, uh, the the main family and stuff. Um, like, will he see like a future Jesse? Will he see, uh, Walt Junior? Um, I, I kind of because of how well Breaking Bad ended, I sort of don't want that, and I sort of no, want, I want this to just be a conclusion to Jimmy and his story. Uh, yeah, hopefully not with him dying because I don't know. It's just, do we need that? Like, not really. Um, but with, with, I just, I just want them to use that as some kind of conclusion to his story uh i think you can maybe yeah. use some like radio stuff or like some police chatter or um some newspaper stuff which they they've kind of already done a little bit but maybe on the radio if you if he turns on the radio in one scene then you hear like uh because if you remember right in the last final moments of breaking bad the police turn up in the uh the little chemistry lab that he, that Walter had. So maybe if over the radio you hear like, oh, like big shootout has happened and uh, Walter White found dead, that I that would find that okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I don't mind if, if Walter and Jesse turn up at some point, but I don't want necessarily. You know, maybe. I yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. I I sort of want that to happen you know whether it's it's seen set within the sort of breaking bad period somehow or um but I yeah the in terms of in terms of the gene stuff yeah I don't necessarily want like you know a, a whole sort of sequel thing I just want them to be able to wrap up Jimmy's story because just like Breaking Bad was Walter's story, this is Jimmy's story, and, you know, I, I want some conclusion to that. But, uh, you know, even if, you know, they, they may do a full episode of Gene stuff at some point.
0: I'd actually find but, that very cool if they did that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, maybe, you know, you actually get to see that in colour in, you know, as though it was sort of present day at some point. But um so i i don't know i'm I, I I. in terms of adding in certain breaking bad characters if it makes sense yes just putting them in there for the sake of putting them in there i i would be less happily about mm-hmm. um so you know but like hank i think he's it makes sense to show up
0: sure with like gus and the and that sort of stuff yeah yeah um to me yeah to me where i stand on it is like in terms of the better Cold Soul stuff, the actual prequel in right now, I'm fine with that ble- bleeding into Breaking Bad because that won't really harm the Breaking Bad story. But in terms no. of um, sequels and the post-story stuff, I want them to be careful because we don't need a Breaking Bad finale part two because we we already finished that story. So uh, that, that's where I stand right. So. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah. Because it ended so, so well and concluded so well, I don't want them to harm that. 'Cause I remember like as soon as I finished the episode I was like, Wow, that was like you know, obviously I I'd come to the conclusion this is the best thing I've I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, don't want them to harm that. I I I still don't think that they will, so uh but I guess that's like closer to if if next season is the last season that's more closer to that sort of material, so uh right. but, but I would I think what they could do in terms of the gene stuff is like the finale episode or like the last two episodes of whatever the final season is going to be if you conclude Jimmy's story into soul and then have maybe the final episode of the gene thing and then you like because then you kind of bookended it where you would have concluded concluded Jimmy's story and then moves over to this unfinished little piece and then you conclude that and then that can kind of be it so yeah yeah all right cool uh yeah great episode really good um theorizing and stuff uh lots of things to look forward to Yes. Um. all right, Entertainmenttalk. Org is where you can find all of our content. Uh, if you'd like to see what David's up to, uh, Geektown. Co. Uk. Um, or if you look on the podcast platform of your choice or iTunes to search for Entertainment Talk and Geektown, subscribe to both, and uh, you'll you'll get some pretty good stuff. So, <laughs> uh, because yeah. you'll get your latest uh, edit information and uh, casting news and all that kind of stuff. So, really good. Uh, that's on David's side on Geektown. So. Uh, Yes, if you want more reviews from us, entertainmenttalk.org or iTunes, uh, the podcast platform of your choice. If you'd like to support what we're doing here, there's a few options available to you. Patreon.com forward slash entertainmenttalk, that's where you can redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, Amazon Affiliate Link, that's where you can do your normal shopping on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of the amount that you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. Uh, So that's a good way to support us as well. Uh, Word of mouth to your friends, family, neighbours, co-workers, anyone that you might talk to. Uh, about this stuff they can visit the website and discover it all for themselves that would be pretty cool as well and then yes as I mentioned iTunes uh, or the podcast platform of your choice please rate, review and subscribe to us over there Uh, both of us basically that would be kind of cool yeah so that's how you can support us Uh, the last two things speaking of video games and streams and let's plays if you'd like to watch me and Robert play various different video games uh, he's got a mixer streaming channel and I've got one over on Twitch so you can go and subscribe to all those uh, the easiest way you can get all this information, um, if you're on the podcast platform of your choice, uh, I, I always include a little link to the uh, post page for this, and then you go over there and then it has all the information and stuff, or just head over to the website, uh, there's the information under schedule and stuff, so you can look under there and everything will basically be under there. Um, yeah, that's everything for this week, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you for episode 3, goodbye.
1: Bye.